0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. It's that podcast where I, DK Diamante, is a fairly kinda sorta-ish noob, uh, learn with you, the listener, about all of the most ridiculous things in Warhammer 40k from our resident sort of expert... But before we get this episode started, if you enjoy the podcast, definitely head on over to patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous and support the podcast. You get access to our Discord. A lot of HD posters. We have, like, this Eldar that has these washboard abs. Obviously, (laughs) you know, (laughs) the big assets (laughs) that everybody is impressed Uh. with. There's also uh, a Tau one that just came out that is... Very nice. So, definitely patreon.com slash adeptus ridiculous if you enjoy today's episode. And uh, I'm going to throw it over to Bricky to tell you about uh, the merch
1: and the book club. I, I didn't need you to try to sell it that hard. Just, well, like, you, man,
0: well, I mean, I, I'm selling it as hard as her abs, bro. Like, dude, I, I was just like, hey, you
1: want. Everyone wants a big titty goth Jukari GF, but then they're always and like, you oh, ha- and that, oh stop now stop torturing can, me. Like,
0: yeah, now you now you can have one and you can print it out, put it on your wall. Patreon.com slash is ridiculous, right? Right? You, right? You
1: know what else? Sell Debt's the poster ridiculous? he says to me. You know what else Adeptus <laughs> Ridiculous is doing? We're doing a wonderful book club on the infinite and the divine. This is your last chance. You got like two to three days to read that damn thing before the video comes up. So you know what? You better you you best get going on that soon. Get an Infinite and Divine trace and Orican. It's freaking amazing. Also, check out our merchandise at uh, in in the description, basically, or at Orchidate.com and you can check it out in the Adeptus Ridiculous tab. Doge Van Dyer stickers, Adeptus Ridiculous. That saying that fast is hard, man.
0: Adeptus Ridiculous? It's really not, but that's all
1: Adeptus Shut (laughs) up. Adeptus Ridiculous, Adeptus Ridiculous, Adeptus Ridiculous.
0: ridiculous. It's easy.
1: (laughs) Wow, I didn't think I'd be flexed on for my language skills. And you can get shirts and <laughs> hoodies. Anyway, Shy says that she has something to show both me and DK that we're supposed oh, to react to, and that is just sheer terrifying. fucking. Oh my god! Never mind. This is it... great. Yo, did somebody make an actual Doge Van Dyer mini? <laughs> I was so ready for some horrible. Sh- look at his. Look at his fucking chain. He's got a Doge chain. That's amazing. Look at
0: his bling. Oh my god, that's great. I was wait. expecting some
1: cringe ass video where wait, like I, I, Wait, DK, look at the look mm-hmm. at the, the purity seal. All sister shall be like something something be barefoot. Oh my god I <laughs> I
0: couldn't <laughs> quite see what that's <laughs> Who made this? He,
1: he has many Wikifeet pages to edit. Oh, here it is. Letter from the creator of the mini. My name is Obsessive underscore Converter on Instagram and Facebook. If you help me reach 5k followers, I will sculpt Alicia Dominica with anime eyes <laughs> and a baseball bat. Also, I'll soon be streaming two-hour sessions teaching how to sculpt basic stuff and giving away the conversions I do on the stream. You can find both on Twitch and YouTube under the same name. So this gentleman... Obviously named Obsessive Converter, Obsessive underscore Converter, I guess, created this. I, I, I'm not going to call it an abomination because it's actually really well done, but I will call it that cursed. Is sick. A little cursed, but it's <laughs> fucking great. Doge Van Dyer as a as a creation is cursed. In, in its very nature is cursed. but this Its is,
0: existence is cursed, that's true. This that's is true.
1: fucking great. I want this for a missionary <laughs> model or something for my new sister's codex.
0: That's incredible. That is so a one eighty from what I was expecting. I was expect, like I said, I was expecting some cringe ass video of I don't know, like a fucking anime take on something or another forty k. But this, this is the best timeline. This is the timeline of light. This
1: is oh my no oh my god here. He said he will send it to me. Let's fucking go. Oh,
0: no. Nice. Let's fucking go.
1: That shit's going to go on dice check. That's going to be in the first episode of the new Sisters Codex <laughs> Army. Let's. Oh, my God. I'm so hype. Okay, cool. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. This is fucking great. Um, it's the best news. Oh, my goodness. I, uh, I wonder if it's 3D printed. Or if it was a three, if it was like a, like a sculpt, like green stuff and all, or if it was a, an STL file that was three D printed. Because if we can get a goddamn oh it was green stuffed, okay, okay. I gotta be honest. If we could get an STL file of Doge Van that we could give to the community so they can three D print their own Doge Van
0: how often do you think that would show up?
1: Dude, can you imagine going to a, a GT tournament or something and some guy's like, hey man, I'm playing Sisters. I want to use this merc- mercenary. Uh, a missionary, do you mind if I substitute this model and he pulls out Doge Vandire? And the other guy's like, what the fuck is that?
0: Is that a Doge? What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, you know what would be even better? You go to a tournament and you fully intend to break out Doge Vandire, and, like, you're playing this guy, and like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna replace this with Doge Vandire, and, and the other guy's like, oh, my God, I love Doge Vandire. Of course you can use it. This is the best. And or even or better.
1: or better yet, you get a mirror match and both of you ask <laughs> the same question about bringing your Voodoo Van Dyer.
0: I have an awkward question for you, bud. I have an awkward question for you too. You both bring them.
1: <laughs> oh man, uh, I I can't wait for that to happen one time, and then for the other guy to be like, "No, you can't use that." Uh, and then it. I'll 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 roll around in my grave when I hear that. Anyway. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Th- th- this is thank the you best t- day. <laughs> this is the best day. I'm so stoked. I wish this was on our uh, overall sisters episode because it would have been more topical. But it's okay mm. because today's episode, we discussed a bit, a, a bit. We're on like episode five. What was it? Horace and the Luna Wolves, Abaddon the Black Crusade, uh, Fall mm. of Cadia, Gilliman in general. And now, it. well, this was supposed to be the Indominus Crusade and the Terran Crusade, everything after that. But your boy was doing his, his research and was like, Hey, the Terran Crusade and the Indominus Crusade are very long, they're nothing but giant battles. I mean, it's more than just that, but... They yeah. feel a little... Mmm... I don't wanna say boring, but there, it's lots of battles and stuff. And then I was like, okay, I'm just gonna start reading it. And then I started reading about the resurrection of Gilliman in its own right, and I got really invested. And most of my notes are on the revival of Gilliman. And I thought, okay, we're five episodes in. We'll do the Crusades some other time. We're, after this episode, we'll return we'll to normal. Well, maybe we'll do uh, another Legion or we'll do uh, another faction, a Zenos faction. Who knows? We'll go back to the, the standard different topics per uh, per episode kind of thing. But... For today, I wanted to cover specifically one thing because I don't think we need to try to edit another hour and a half video. And that <laughs> is specifically on the resurrection of Gilliman. Because it's actually Ooh. it's pretty fucking cool.
0: Yep. I'm I'm actually pretty hype. Um, because um, I'm I'm super interested to see like I'm not exactly sure how they revive him. I guess I'm more interested in like when he actually gets revived. Um Because to someone like Gilliman that was alive back in, like, the Horus Heresy, current Imperium has got to seem very heretical and very, like, just, oh, boy, you guys misunderstood a lot of what we were trying to do back then. So I am super excited about how he gets revived and how he feels about everything around him when he gets revived.
1: That is the most exciting part to me. Honestly, the battle itself is pretty great, but everything else, mainly about, like, just the, the conversations between... There's a meme I saw a while ago, right? And it mm-hmm. was two... It, it was it was the difference between men and women when it comes to watching movies. And it's like, okay. w- women will watch Pride and Prejudice for the 17th fucking time in a row and cry every oh. time. And then it was a lady who was like men would much rather watch a three-hour movie about guys being sad where nothing happens. And as as someone whose mom has watched Pride and Prejudice 40 times, and as, as someone whose favorite movies are Blade Runner and, and No Country for Old Men, both of these statements are correct.
0: <laughs> they are it's pretty accurate.
1: And um, so all the action scenes and stuff, as cool as it is, for me, doesn't hold a candle to talking. I love good talking. <laughs> Writing conversations to- is cool.
0: So cool. Uh I could substitute Pride and Prejudice with Titanic, but yeah, same idea.
1: It could. Point. The point yeah. remains. <laughs> yeah. Either remains. way. Either way. Let's get. Let's get into. This. Let's get it going. So. Let's. let's the, Cadia, you know, mm-hmm. bad times. Super not, bad times. Not particularly great. Little rough. Little uh. I'm, I'm not great. So, yeah. unfortunately, after Abaddon was like, right after that, they basically need to start evacuating all the survivors. Now, these survivors were known as the Celestinian Crusade, and named oh. after, you can guess who. And mm-hmm. this Celestinian, well, okay, so, so let me back this up. Blackstone Fortress was thrown into Cadia. Ia Terror yep. started expanding. They need to leave now. Right, immediately. Yeah, immediately. So calls packed with that old Harlequin, uh, I think it was a mm-hmm. solitaire, maybe I forget. Uh, this helped him with him, or helped him with this a little bit. And so the surviving warriors, specifically, made their way over and were able to actually get out through the assistance of the Eldar. Now these surviving warriors were Saint Celestine, Saint a horse. decent amount of Sisters of Battle, of course. Um, oh, Celestine's uh, Gemini Superior. I don't know if you know who those are. She has like two bodyguards that are kind of a little bit like her, except for the wings. Um, okay. So Yeah, I had she no has, idea like, who
0: they were, but all right.
1: That's she cool. he has two bodyguards, basically. Cool. Um, they're their own characters. Uh, you have Inquisitor Greyfax, which I didn't talk much about. We'll have to talk a little bit about them in a moment. Um, immediately, you have,
0: I thought, <laughs> Immediately, I was like, oh, he's like, send me the Carfax. Send me the Greyfax.
1: Uh, we're here to talk about your Ab- Abaddon going all the way through the warp, blowing into Kadia, uses a Vox <laughs> signal to go over to, to Creed, and he's like, I'm here to talk to you about your car's extended warranty.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Everybody knows. Everybody has the same feeling when you say that.
1: Everyone groans excessively.
0: Hang up. Stop calling me.
1: Um, there's a bunch of Black Templars as well. Uh, and all of, and all these forces make their way out. And I got to do a little bit of flashback stuff. So let, let me tell you a little bit about Inquisitor Grayfax. All right, she's a new okay. character. Inquisitor Grayfax. A very long time ago, probably like hundreds of years. It was her. She's an inquisitor of the Ordo Hereticus. Um, okay. so that is specifically the Ordo of the Inquisition that deals with heretics. Of course, uh, that of course. one should be rather obvious. Um, the Ordo Xenos <laughs> deals with aliens, the Ordo Malleus deals with demons. Okay. Um, Grayfax is a very recent character, and she and her group of Tempestus Scions were stolen by a certain Mimi robot man, <laughs> and they were captured by him, and during the battle Acadia, he used them in the Pokeball and threw them out. And so Grayfax oh. and her Scions were there to help fight, uh, during, well, during all that shenanigans. Um, yeah. Now, Grayfax. I actually listened to an audio, like, play, audio novel thing called Our Martyred Lady. It's about Greyfax and Celestine uh, fighting off mm. some chaos stuff. And it's interesting learning about Greyfax. She is a hard woman. Um, she is very, very angry all the time. Oh. And she does not like Celestine. Uh, mm. She has this kind of idea of, like, faith is... Faith is... Is used often as a tool for the non-righteous to prove that they are righteous. So she looks at the greater demon of the emperor oh. with a lot of disgust. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um so she's a she's a pretty hard woman. She's very like, I like she's the psyker. She'll root out traitors in all these different kinds of ways. She can like mess with their minds and stuff. She's she's pretty smart, but she's very like harsh. Um going from there. With Call Celestine, Black Templars, some Skatari, obviously. We got to talk about the Yanari. Oh, okay. So well, this is where we get into Yvrain, uh, which I'm sure uh, you've seen the memes.
0: Yeah, I have. Yep, yes, you have. Hold I up. have Robot Gilliman's big
1: boob goth uh, Eldar wife. I, I know yep. these
0: memes, and I know nothing about <laughs> 40K.
1: Yeah, I hate people. So we'll talk about the meme a little bit later because that's an important... I hope, I hope that she's in the thumbnail with Gilliman. I hope this thumbnail involves involves the two of them because it would Has just, to. it would sink the knife in. So Yvrain, so talking about the Ynari is important when it comes to Gilliman. So Yvrain is also known as the Daughter of Shades. Now, if you remember Eldar Pricks, uh, and Eldar, in their own right, are very mysterious, weird, uh, sly people, right? Yes, they um, are. They're very fast, also. Like, they are blindingly fast, just from their movement and all. But Sure,
0: Yavrain, typical space
1: elf. Typical space elf. Yvrain has been kind of all over the place. Um, did you ever watch Adventure Time? Um... Well, it's, you, you don't need to watch Adventure Time. We're talking about Warhammer right now. Um, yeah. But so my girlfriend showed me a lot of that. And there's, I'm sure Shy will give me imagery for this, but there's this character called Tree Trunks, which is this old, old woman playing an elephant. And there's an episode where she, like, her life, she was a pirate. She was, like, a dancer. She was constantly leaving other men to pursue, like, ex- excitement. She has this, like, crazy ass backstory in this kids' show. Yeah. Um, Yvrain kind of has that feeling a little bit where she she's been around for a long time. She was a dancer and then she was a warlock and then she was an aspect warrior and then she led uh, Eldar Corsairs and then there was a mutiny against her. So she flew into into the webway where she ended up in Kamara and she fought in Kamara as a gladiatorial lady, a gladiatrix. In, in in the crucible, she was like a, a succubus, basically. Uh-huh. Like she's been she's been around.
0: <laughs> she's done a few things, yeah. She has. It seems like she's she's led a life. Jeez. <laughs>
1: so so her her like insane life. Basically, at one point, she was fighting in the arena, and she actually had lost to a priestess. And when oh. she was there, killed in the gladiatorial arena. There she was basically seen by this this god. Eldar have their own gods. Um, they have like the avatar of Cain, which is the god of like war, but it's their version of the god. They have their own kinds of gods. I think like like Kegarak is the god of the the laughing god of the Harlequins. So basically, you need Y-N-N-E-A-D is (laughs) the god of death for the Eldar. And when she died there, Yanid actually ended up having her to act as his prophet in the material realm and rebirthed her from death. Uh, And therefore, her as a craft world Eldar lady, at least I think so, um, would not have her soul taken by Slanesh. If you remember that, that's what happens when they die Um, or or it goes into their soul stone. Basically, he literally revived her from death. And this rebirth caused a lot of problems in Comorog. And a whole bunch of demons of Slanesh kind of started bursting through there. Um, nothing that the city couldn't eventually deal with, but like, you're like, oh my God. Uh, but with this, she was running away from Vect, who was hot on her tail, uh, along uh-huh. with a bunch of followers of the Jukari, because she was kind of preaching this idea, now that she's like the prophet, that you uh-huh. need the God of Death. They now have this idea that like a cycle of death and rebirth from the god of death is their way to stave off Slaanesh. Oh, you don't
0: I was I was about to ask that. I was going to say like th- so other than like soulstone or being a drukari, this is theoretically a way to save yourself from like your soul going to Slanesh. but she obviously can't do this for everybody. So <laughs> problems,
1: I assume. Right. And it's somewhat assumed that, like, once you die for the first time, that soul is no longer Slaneshi taking the bull, I think. I'm sorry, Yanari's fucking hard. Um, but the long and sto- short of it is that she with some Dark Eldar followers and this other really mysterious Boba Fett looking warrior guide called the Visark or the Visark. Uh, made their way to escape from Kamarog. And so at that point, she got back to her craft world. And through that craft world, they had the entire craft world undergo this insane un- up and down of death and rebirth, death and rebirth, death and rebirth. And that brought something called the Yinkarn. I- I'm oh. sorry for these names. Uh, which is the avatar of Yanid, like, a- like a demon of Yanid into being. So the assumption is that in order to have them no longer embrace or have difficulties with Sonesh and embrace this cycle of life and rebirth, this is like the way of the Eldar. Hence why they're known as the Ynari, which is called the Reborn. And the Ynari uh-huh. is a combination of Craftworld, Drukhari, and Harlequins. It's uh, followers from all three groups.
0: Boy, that's a that's a party I don't want to attend. Uh. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> honestly, honestly, the Yonari are. We'll have a, our episode on them eventually. I'm not even close to covering that. <laughs> that is, yeah, I, they're weird. Yes, I have about as much um, knowledge on them as I do about the fucking Alpha Legion. Their gods <laughs> so, look cool, though. The pictures I pose it? they look sick. It's actually kind of an interesting spin on Eldar. Uh, they're still cocky sons of bitches, but if you don't want to be the the murder torture ones, or you don't want to be the clowns, and you don't want to be the the <laughs> wee-a-boo assholes, then this is like a nice in between. <laughs>
0: <laughs> couldn't you well since they're ma- since they're mixed of like uh craft world drukari and uh, what was the other one uh
1: couldn't you Har- take harlequins. from all
0: the oh the, the harlequins couldn't you take from all those factions and just mix them and just be like yeah I'm playing as the Yanari...
1: That's actually what Yunari is in the tabletop. You can mix and match all three Eldar factions into one. Oh, okay. Um, and then you're but,
0: technically playing as the... That makes sense. I'm dumb. Okay, good. But <laughs> you, you do
1: lose some benefits from each, which is why the faction is not very good right now. Okay. Uh, but anyway, we that's a whole thing on the Yunari. Long story short, obviously against Chaos, the Yunari are very, very anti. They're trying to figure it out. So thanks to that pact that Call set up earlier... Yvrain, as well as the Visark and members of the Unari, actually opened up a webway portal and was able and to help all of the surviving members of Cadia. So they popped out there in a webway portal and they let in Celestine, Greyfax, Call, Black Templars, everyone to get inside that portal. Mm-hmm. And that's how they were able to escape. So they were yeah. then able to go through the webway and teleport back out uh, in, well. (laughs) Oh, no, where did they end up? (laughs) So, 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 uh, they ended up actually in in Ultramar. Remember Ultramar, right? The Uh, giant. uh,
0: Ultramar.
1: Ultramar. Ultramar.
0: (laughs) We're the ultramarines from Ultramar, and we're ultra cool, and we're ultra
1: The, I um, hate Ultramar. <laughs> so, so when they got to Ultramar, the whole thing is that after the fall of Cadia, Abaddon was now going straight for Ultramar. Abaddon was like, all right, job's done. Let's keep it up. And so he then began something called the Ultramar Campaign, where he was then sending all of his forces to Ultramar mm-hmm. to hurt people. You know, well, Abaddon yeah, does.
0: Is- <laughs> I would assume so. And uh, man, I hope he wins. I ah, got, I know he. I know he won't because you can't get rid of the Ultramarines. But man, I have never wanted a villain to destroy a place more than I have wanted to see Ultramar be despoiled.
1: Well, the Despoiler is coming to Ultramar with his full fleet, mm-hmm. and they show basically showed up. And it- this is parts from the book, but. Basically, call call is all like, mm, according to my internal gyro catalog, we do not stand upon the surface of McCrag, which is obviously the Ultramarine home world. It's like, we are yeah. located 160 million miles spinward of our intended destination, allowing for variable positioning and empiric distort. And, and, and just like, thanks, call. Like, where the fuck <laughs> are we? And then Yvrain is there, and, and she's all like, uh, "Would you not have been gladded, Monkai? You know about the Monkai thing, right?"
0: Uh, I, I don't think I do.
1: Oh wow, that's surprising. Eldar call humans monkai. Um, ah, because, because you
0: m- monkey because you can't
1: because you can't call people monkey. That's politically not okay. Uh-huh, uh, but so. the Eldar do see them as horribly inferior, so they're known as the monkai. Um, uh-huh, it's it's okay. an insult, obviously.
0: Naturally, I mean, I guess if you're an Eldar, you would look at a human and be like. Pfft. Look at this inferior animal.
1: That's yep, that's why. That's why I think all there are douches. Um, but she says, "Would you not have been gladdened, Monkai, to find that my people kept a? Or sorry, would you uh, have been gladdened to find that my people kept a hidden way upon the surface of one of your most prized worlds?" And so, that's so fair. the webway portal took them to an ultramarine world, and Oof. and the black tambar guy, guy is like, "No." no we would not we would not like that No, everything here is very tense because to say that people don't like the Eldar is an understatement in the sense of 40k especially and now you've got the black Templars which are basically sisters of battle space marines in terms of their zealotism and you've got an Ordo Hereticus Inquisitor there and the only person there who's like being nice is two people Sorry, two people call ...because he's like, we need help, beep boop. And mm-hmm. Celestine, because she's just nice. It's fair. Everybody else is probably... They, they probably want to kill each other, but
0: they fucking can't. Um, I am surprised that not a lot of people like the Eldar. Is it just because they're douchebags in lore? Because, like, I think everybody likes a space elf.
1: Everybody likes oh, a space no, no, elf, no. Right? No, no, sorry. I don't like the space elves because uh, fighting against them in gameplay is agonizing. And because they're, ah. douche, and because they're douchebags. Plenty of people think the Eldar are cool. Okay. That that was that was cool. specifically. Okay. Sorry, I was I was referring to I was referring to the the Imperium really doesn't like the Eldar. Like people oh, don't oh, like sure. the Eldar in lore.
0: That makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, okay. Imperium doesn't like the fucking Xenos elves. Not a big shocker. Yeah, I thought you meant like just fans in general. I was like, whoa!
1: Like my
0: <laughs> my whole being was shifted with that.
1: <laughs> no, pe- people okay. like people like the Eldar. Yeah. Craftworld Eldar is a very popular faction despite the fact that Games Workshop hasn't released a model to that for them since Bill Clinton was in president. Was a president? Why? Um, why?
0: That, why? 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 The that, elves.
1: No, 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 that that's that's half a joke. They made a couple, but I mean by couple okay. I mean like I mean like two. The mo- the Oof. entire model line is basically as, that old. So Oof. yeah. Um they need new models. Uh, the Jukari yeah. look good. <laughs> yeah, scary. the craft without needs yeah. help. Point being, um point being basically it's like, hey, we're on this world that your species calls Lafis in the star system of, of Macrag So they're they're in the same star system as McCrag. And she said in order to proceed, we need to locate the representatives on of the Ultramarines. And then one of Celestine's ladies are like, And what if they're not inclined to like help us? We walk with <laughs> aliens on our side and come uninvited into the world and she's like that's your problem not mine it's like Ooh. these are these are your emperor's finest warriors are they not surely they have the mental discipline to discern friend from foe and oh i don't like and, where this is going <laughs> it's like in, this black templar guy is like they have the mental discipline to remain wary of zeno's treachery and to suspect those who traffic with such creatures <laughs> And you're like, damn, let's not forget that the Black Templars are, are the CEO of racism.
0: It's true. Yeah. Oh, this is the, the the foreshadowing feels very strong here. I don't I don't I don't think this is nah. going to end great.
1: Well, who knows? It is uh, called maybe. the resurrection of Roboculum. True. Um, true. So basically, Abaddon is, is here and he's just who is he causing problems now this in in standard bricky fashion i'm about to skip a lot of the battles because it's a lot of just logistics and murdering and it's way better in uh you know hey let's read the book thing not not a this ridiculous episode but mm-hmm. basically they met up with this guy you know this guy his name is his name is marnius calgar we didn't talk about calgar much in the ultramarines episode because it was mainly a mainly a bobby g episode but Calgar <laughs> is mainly known as Papa Smurf. Um Calgar is the chapter master of the Ultramarines. He is also the dude who got his arm and two of his legs sliced off by the Swarm Lord of uh, of Tyranids. So Calgar has I think fake legs and two gigantic fuck off gauntlets. Um he Could've is ended
0: worse. That's that's it, pretty cool.
1: For a long time there was this particular writer who shall remain nameless, who wrote a bunch of lore for Kalgar and the Ultramarines back in the day. And he made them so bonkersly overpowered, it's one of the reasons why people got annoyed with the Ultramarines for a while. Because they were written as the greatest who ever was and could never fail. Mm. Um, And in a sense, if you look at their deeds from a very uh, flat-out point of view... Yeah, they fuck. They fuck hard, but that's why a lot of people look at Kalgar and they're like, Nyeh. Oh, chapter Damn. He is the leader. Before Gilliman just recently came back, he was the leader of the Ultramarines, and people were like, ew, ultimate ultra Ultra Ultramarine.
0: Oh, no, that's totally something they'd call themselves, too. It's like, oh, these are the best Ultramarines. What should we name them? Ultra Ultramarines. That's
1: uh, sounds like they, no- Gilliman would come up with. Hey, well, man.
0: <laughs> Sorry, kill him in school But is, he goes a little crazy With the ultras
1: Now grant him, Marnius Calgar does fuck He's got two gauntlets With like bolters attached to them And he runs around punching things Ooh. And it's kind it's kind of cool Because he's basically dual wielding power fists While shooting, while punching And it's, it's pretty neat And he also has a great image of him on his throne And he's like covered in drip The man is, oh, that- is just Drip kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you've seen it, right? I, I remember that one from the Tyranid episode. So he's arrived, and there's also a couple other characters, primarily among them all, someone named Chief Librarian Tigerius Now, Tigerius is another one of those ultramarine characters that you might get annoyed by, but he's actually pretty cool. He is okay. the Chief Psyker, and he's the only person to have ever stuck his mind into the Tyranid Hive mind and survived. Um... Oh, just, ba- okay. just, just barely. Uh, but he looks pretty cool. He's like mega blue wizard. He's got a cool oh, like staff cool. and everything. Like it, is neat. He's, I think he's one of the, I think he's the strongest Space Marine psyker in the game. Um, besides, besides like uh, Grey Knight characters, but he, he's pretty badass. But they meet up with all of them and Call is like, "Hey, I got this thing. I got or oh, he doesn't. Sorry, he doesn't tell everything. He's like, "Hey, we got to make it to." To Gilliman's stasis room, and during this entire period of time, there's like jets and and, and Abaddon's forces, and everything's blowing up in the sky, and like the whole s- like fucking planet's under siege, and it's just mm-hmm. going crazy, right? He's giving McCragg a run for its money, which is intense because this is the Ultramarines' home world. World, yeah, this is the big
0: center. If that's the center. you get rid of that, I'm assuming Ultramar falls. Like,
1: it's 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 over. Maybe not falls, but it's a it's a blow. Yeah, um, so he's everything's going going mad there. There's all this battling, and okay, and okay. So Calgar and the group led them to the chambers of Gilamim, and they finally got there. And it is a big fucking room. This is a big room. Okay, like okay. I I cannot <laughs> express the level of how large this room is. This shrine is laughable how big oh. this thing is it is like the, the height what's that giant structure in um dubai
0: oh i don't know what it's called i know what you're talking about though um
1: i i forget the name I, I, of it I, I, but
0: it's that giant thing in dubai everybody you know it i know it we all know we, it i just don't know what the name of the thing is yeah
1: you know what i'm talking about it's like that yeah, yeah, tall yeah. it's like the size Whoa. of like an airfield <laughs> like it's it's enormous and it's just decorated in shrines and, and imagery and, and gold and all this crap. And and sitting there dead in, in, like, the way back is Gilliman himself. And his eyes are closed. And he's he's got, like, he's just kind of sitting there in this big stasis field. And he's just being held there the whole time in this nigh-indestructible stasis field, keeping him, you know, keeping him there.
0: Yeah, keeping him mostly alive.
1: Yeah, he looks like Sleeping Beauty. Oh, um. <laughs> You know, I mean, hey man, he never lost his looks. It's true. And he's so, in stasis. Yeah, he's he didn't age. And so his nice little baby boy face is like, ooh, how pretty. <laughs> ooh. ooh. He's
0: so cute. He's so cute.
1: <laughs> but they make it there, and then Kalgar stops with his giant ultramarine guard after he, you know, they do their bow and everything. And he turns around, and he's like, Alright, call. I've I've let I've let you like you're the Arch Magos. I've- I've accepted what you were going with for a while, but now we're here, okay? I need- you need to tell me everything you're doing, okay? Like, you need to tell me everything you're- you're doing, because we don't quite trust you and your weirdness. And you- you come here with- with (laughs) aliens, and you're- you're carrying this giant vault behind you, and what the fuck? So, call then tells the story. The story of what Gilliman told him ten thousand years ago about the one to uh, the two things he needed. The primary Space Marines was the one, but the other one was to help save him in the possibility of his death. And for that, behind him, in this thing called the Auto Reliquary, is a, a suit of armor known as the Armor of Fate, which is a fucking kind of cool. Um, But the Armor of Fate, when placed. ...on Gilliman... ...will be able to heal his wounds... ...and bring him back alive. And to this... Whoa. ...to this, everyone was fucking like... ...speechless. Completely quiet. Uh, they, they listened well... ...they listened deal. hard. Yeah, and this is like their Primarch. And then, after that... ...Yavrain stepped forward and spoke... ...and said, unfortunately... ...in order to truly be able to revive Gilliman though... His wounds and what he has sustained means that they need to have him undergo the cycle of rebirth. So, in order for Gilliman oh. to come back alive, he first needs to die. And they oh. took this a lot worse.
0: Oh, I, they took- I bet they did. <laughs> like it, it, it would like okay, so it's like that's that's a lot of faith. Cause they're they're gonna trust the Xenos, they're gonna trust an Eldar to be like, oh yeah, just let him die. No, no, don't don't worry about it. I got this. I don't know about that, sister.
1: <laughs> this well, is
0: our guy. This is the dude. Like, and you want to kill? And you want to kill him? Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that did not go over super well. <laughs>
1: Jesus. Well, Kalgar, Well, everyone started screaming. Calgar mm-hmm. said that uh, he would, like, so long as he drew breath, no Xenos witch would ever lay their hands on the Primarch. Uh The Great Knight guy, right. Voldis. Voldis moved to help Calgar as well. Great uh, Inquisitor Greyfax and the Black Templar also moved on Calgar's side and was like, fuck that. The only people <laughs> who were on Call's side were the Yanari and Celestine. And oh, Celestine really? was, was okay. like selstein was like sisters sisters please you know understand having faith this is the will of the emperor indeed you must have faith that the emperor will have everything work out and and Ooh. you know naturally everyone's like shut up shut the fuck up it's, this, it's this, like, is quite, this is different <laughs> this is like this is like when you when you get into a car accident and then someone goes to your hospital bed and it's like it was god's plan you know, you're like shut out the out hell face. up <laughs> uh, but one person did stand alongside Call as well, and that was this man that known as Chief Librarian Tigerius Tigerius himself, the the psyker of the Ultramarines, would also wow. stood alongside Call, and said to you know Calgar, like, "Hey, trust my counsel," as he saw hints of like a major vision. But as the people were starting to get crazy and, and angry. Things got really bad. Right at that point, the roof burst the fuck open. And immediately oh. <laughs> a bunch of raptors came out of Do we know do you know what raptors are?
0: Uh, uh, ooh. I feel like we've talked about raptors before, but I just think it's hilarious because when you first said it, I didn't make the connection and I just thought a bunch of Jurassic Park raptors came out and they were like Arr! and like <laughs>
1: just, no. anyway. <laughs> that that would be in that would be incorrect
0: i hope so it would be kind of awesome
1: actually Ra- yeah. raptors are our jetpack uh jetpack troops for chaos um oh they have boy, giant wing jetpacks
0: sick holy shit
1: yeah they're they're super cool and they also talk really weird they talk with a lot of a lot of and and they're very like they're oh, they're they're they work like they work like a pact so they're like buzzing flies so the Art. the ceiling blew open and a bunch of raptors came down bellowing like smoke out of their backpacks and screeching like like condors on their mm-hmm. way down and then a whole bunch of chaos terminators teleported into the sanctum and started oh. just opening fire on them and so then all this discussion kind of stopped and they're like oh shit chaos is here and they started yeah. fighting fighting off the enemies and Calgar is like blasting away with bolters, and he's punching the shit out of people. The raptors are flying around, and and all of the the sisters are taking fire at them. And Celestine is like flying in the air, cleaving raptors in two with their flaming sword. Like all this craziness is occurring, and then and then just, just this huge battle breaks out, right? Mm-hmm. And then some sorcerers and chaos psychers arrive and they start like casting incantations and, and like Tigerius is fighting them off with his own psychic blast. And they're like doing the Voldemort, Harry Potter thing with their, with their psychic powers. And, and you know, Ooh. the Grey Knights are doing their thing and then more terminators teleport in. And then it's just, uh, things are going mad. Right. And, and Calgar has is, hit the fan. <laughs> shit has come from the fan. The fan is made of <laughs> shit. <laughs> and they're like they're flying down, like, like everything has gone crazy. Like this is this is the holy sanctum. Uh-huh. Right? This is, is is like the place. The fact that they have breached the Primarch's chamber is Oh yeah. That that is that hurts. much. that are hurts not so going much. well
0: on McCragg apparently for her no. the Ultramarines. Yeah.
1: Uh, they kept on coming the traitor forces kept on coming and they were increasingly outnumbered over and over again but during this period of time inquisitor grayfax was kind of like looking around firing bolters you know she's an inquisitor so she can she's good but she's not much compared to marines mm-hmm. and as she, she took a bolt shell to the stomach um but Oof. it didn't de- It didn't detonate luckily so it just like dented her armor and like probably bruised some ribs and knocked the wind out of her but hm. as she stood up and looked to her right, she saw something not great. And it was call furiously shitposting. Like, like every every arm he has is going like he's like, he's fucking putting reaction images. He's he's making Doge Vangire jokes. He's on Reddit, Discord, Facebook. He is furiously <laughs> shitposting. Every okay. mechadendrite, every tentacle, every little piece of his fingers, everything moving at Mach 5. And and this is right next to Gilliman's thing, and standing oh. right next to him was Yvrain, pa- patiently waiting. And so during this oh. giant battle, Call is like, "I don't need your permission." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is Ooh. you know, it's funny because it's called, but you it know, is. So, so they're
0: just gonna go forward, and they're just gonna re- they're just gonna release Gilliman. Kill him, revive him, no permission, fuck this, things are too crazy, without Gilliman, we're fucked. Screw your dumb little Xenos, uh, uh, bias, this is, this shit's going down!
1: Basic, basically, uh, constantly, like, while the whole thing was raging, Call is there, getting his thing ready, getting it set up, getting the armor prepared, and his Skatari bodyguard are helping him out, fighting off people. Yvrain is, like, she only has a sword, but she's dodging bullets. Because she's Eldar. She's cool. just like dipping and weaving, like adjusting her head, like moving with this weird gray blur. And she's just dodging bolt shots coming her way with just like her own nature, because that's what Eldar are. Yeah. Um, Oof. But bad. multiple attempts, Gray was like, no. So she kept trying to get to him, but she kept being set back by things like auto cannon blasts and and explosions. And then she was ready to run up to him and say, I order you to stop in the name of the Inquisition, which is actually kind of a big deal. Um, But I I think call would have probably ignored it regardless. Um, But eventually she got pinned by rubble. Couldn't do so. And then Tigirius was also there standing next to them like. Fighting off some chaos sorcerers. In fact, he just said a couple of random syllables in his mouth, and three fucking chaos space marines just like imploded in their armor. Oh. And just like d- disintegrate. <laughs> he was just like hoppadabba desabbaze. And they just go. That's a that's a strong guy. That's a that's a beefy psyker. He he Tigerius is this nutty guy. But when he yeah. saw those three souls like just disintegrate, Grayfax has like a metal eye. And since so she's a psyker, she noticed that the um when the three of them died, their like soul kind of remained like like an afterimage, like a ghost. And then it was sucked in over towards Yvrain. Uh, and she was like so it... Oh no. But during the battle, Kalgar is like just like furiously fisting people. He's running in there, like, punching Marines with his giant gauntlets and blasting around. And after one quick turn, he looked at the shrine, and he saw a call there. Furiously working, he's like, Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> and the stasis chamber itself started to open. And Kalgar immediately raised his bolters up to go fire at Call to stop him from doing what he was doing. But before he could even get his fist in the air... Yvrain, in a like blur of motion brought her sword down and shattered all of the cables connecting Gilliman to his life support. And, oh. and Kalgar heard heard his Primarch sigh his last breath. And it, it's like it like it's gonna haunt him to like the rest of his days. Seeing his Primarch's oh. final final breath and his final death. Oof. And so, obviously, obviously, we know what's hap- what's going to happen. But for Calgar, like sure. this is, this is like needing He's therapy the levels. Worst. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is I'm going to need to be in therapy for God knows how long after this shits.
0: Ever, forever, every day,
1: forever. And as that happens, the armor started capturing around Gilliman. It's like a, it's like a it's like a tomb, and then the tomb goes over him, and then it pulls out, and then he has his armor on, basically. But mm-hmm. right when this happened, Calgar then be like, it, it turned into basically the, um, it turned into that scene in, in Infinity War when they're fighting off the weird dog things and everyone's starting to get fucked up until Thor arrives. Basically, right. it was that scene. Calgar started becoming overwhelmed by the Terminators. The Raptors started uh, murdering down the Ultramarines as they were getting killed by tanks. Uh, Voldis was like 1v5ing other Psychers and was wasn't really able to handle them. Uh, Yvrain and the Vizark were battling Corn Berserkers. Call was firing bolts of energy and using this binary chance to upgrade his people's weapons. More Grey Knights arrived, and then in the sky came ten separate drop pods—chaos drop pods. Oh! And they blasted through the shrine and landed in the ground. And each drop pod holds ten Marines. And so a hundred marines strode into the into the fucking room.
0: Oh, jeez, that's no good. That's a lot of that's a lot of nomas.
1: Both good. of Celestine's bodyguards were down. One had a hole blasted in her from a, a plasma bolt, and the other one was just like frail on the ground. Celestine was fighting one-handed because her left arm was broken in like seven places. Ooh. Like everything, everything is going down like mad. And at this point, like, and she was still singing prayers, by the way. The entire time of she course. was saying prayers because, of course, she fucking was.
0: Well, what else would she be doing, right? Of course she like, would.
1: Like, the defenders of this room were basically had minutes before they were done, before they were all dead. And right there, right then, Call's reliquary clicked green, and it opened. And Gilliman there stood with his brand new suit of armor, completely <laughs> awake. Leaked. The armor of fate, uh, uh, completely awake and aware, looking in front of him with this this fucking face, this horrifyingly angry face that even the ultramarines in the room got scared by it. And it, it's pretty it's pretty cheesy, but the room went into like dead silence, like everyone stopped fighting. Wow! Well, and they all chaos, they, huh? And it's meant for dramatic effect. Of course, um, of course. And they look they all kind of look towards the you know Gilliman standing there holding the sword of his father. Gilliman has the Emperor's oh. flaming sword itself. Like. Oh, oh does he? Uh-huh.
0: Oh. All those
1: pictures of Gilliman you see with his flaming sword, that's Big E's sword. That is the sword.
0: I never made that connection somehow. That's yeah, the- that's a that's a big deal. That's a that's big a deal. Real big, that's a big deal, yeah.
1: So the silence was finally broken when a corn berserker screamed and threw himself at Gilliman, because of course it's corn. <laughs> and and yeah. with one one motion, he flung his sword in the air and split the soldier from fucking gooch to skull. Oh. And, so, and and then he just fell into flat two pieces and sloshed on the ground. And then the fighting really began. Oh, Celestine yeah looked at him, and saw the son of the Holy Emperor himself. And at that moment, she was like, like, yes. Everyone who died is no longer a fallen soldier. They're a martyr. This turned from a defeat to a history book battle. Her arm, like, fucking healed itself. She, she, (laughs) she rose her two bodyguards from the dead because she's so like invigorated by this power. And then she just went to fucking town. And And like, and then Gilliman. I'm gonna read you this part from the wiki verbatim. All right. Okay. Okay. As he crashed into the front ranks of black legionaries, Gilliman let out a building roar of pure, undiluted fury. The Primarchs first blow through a black legionary high into the air, blood streaming from behind a corpse in a red trail. His second strike smashed a traitor Terminator into a bronze and marble column with enough force to drive the Chaos Worshipper clean from his armor and out the oh. other side. A spiked fist swung for Gilliman's chest, only to be lopped from its well-wielder's arm before the blow could land. Gilliman's uh, return swing parted its attacker's head from its shoulders, cauterizing the stump of the traitor's neck as the body crumbled to the floor. On it went, the Primarch moving with such speed that even the heretic's superhuman reactions couldn't save them. None could match Gilliman. None could come even close. And the few opponents that landed lucky blows found their weapons turned aside by the Primarch's masterwork armor. The man, Damn. the man just fucked up everybody. And of course, all the Ultramarines and and you know them, they saw this. Gilliman is a, a son of the Emperor is alive. And they're like, they're losing their minds and how like. You know, they're stoked. That's yeah. a good way to make them fight harder.
0: Oh, God, yeah. You see Gilliman just r- r- fucking going to town. Um, not only is he super strong in turning the tide of battle, but, like, this is fucking Gilliman. This is yeah. Primark. Son of an emperor. Let's go, right? Like, if, if that doesn't get your blood pumping for a fight and really get down, like, check your pulse. You're already dead. Like... <laughs>
1: It, it was absolutely like nuts to see him just go to town. Like I said, it's very much like that Thor part in, in, in Infinity War, where he just starts beating everybody, turns
0: the tide completely.
1: But uh, I also I also like this one part um, right before he was fixed. Calgar uh, was like, No, I, I like to. went to call. I command you to stop in the Emperor's name. Like, Brother Tigerius stopped them. And Tigerius is standing there and he, and he just looks at your brain. He's like, Do it, your brain. And may the Emperor condemn me if you played me false, Xenos. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like that part where he's like, Do it anyway. But I swear to God,
0: if you're lying,
1: <laughs> I caused so many issues. Uh, but it's kind of cool because like uh, Celestine is like going to town, and you can see some cool things with Greyfax where Grayfax is like, "I erred, and I shall do penance. You are truly an instrument of, of the ven- or the Emperor's will." And Greyfax is like, v- "Vigilance is not a sin, Greyfax You serve him as surely as I do. Hmm, let's serve together as warriors of faith." And, you know that I- I'm surprised there's not that many lesbian jokes about the two of them because they really act like it. Oh, they really? they okay. they are. Grayfax has such a like a what's the term the Cinderi, is that what it's called,
0: um yeah where it's like oh I don't I don't I didn't do it because I like you or anything
1: yeah <laughs> she's got a lot of that energy when it comes to Celestine there's a lot of that energy I'm surprised there isn't more of it. Um, level <laughs> thirty four
0: tonight. It'll be I there. know don't it'll it'll, don't get, there. <laughs> it'll
1: right, get there. All right <laughs> all right Chai that's our next poster okay. <laughs> Patreon.com
0: slash AdeptisRick, this next poster, confirmed. It's
1: good. <laughs> so, so in a, uh, in a nice, interesting... So, obviously, the battle is turned. They still had to deal with the entire force fighting in Ultramar in general. But mm-hmm. as the battle started to continue to rage, Gillimim, being the fantastic, charismatic leader that he is, went to the various posts of, like, Kalgar and a few of the other people and humbly asked them to turn their control over to him. Like he didn't take command. He was like, he was like, Chapter Master Calgar. May I please assume your position in command of the Ultramar campaign? <laughs> Which is, as a, I mean, obviously he wants it regardless. But just the word saying it instead of being like, I now take command of this engagement. You know, he's yeah. like, May I please have the thing? Obviously, they're gonna fucking say yes.
0: Of course, like, you, but, you, he didn't even need to really ask. He could have just been like, "Yup, mine now. And it's like, yeah, sure, go ahead, take it. Well, I'm not going to stop you.
1: <laughs> it's very humbling. Yeah. Um, But during t-tool. this period of time, Gilliman, in his mind, is like, I will ask no questions. I will keep it all in the back of my mind. He literally fell asleep attacking Fulgrim and woke up here in like a nanosecond. He doesn't know. He didn't remember anything. So he he simply did okay, orders, assess damage, finish the war. Not any of this like, what happened? Where am I? Like, get it done. Yeah. Done first, because that's the most important part. Mm -hmm. But after enough time, they obviously drove back the invaders. They dealt with the forces. Abaddon did not take Ultramar, all this stuff. And so now it was time for Gilliman to truly question.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, now is time, now, now he can look around and be like, hey, wait a minute, things are a little different to what I, what, what the fuck happened here? Because, oh boy, <laughs> Gilliman and Current Imperium, <laughs> I don't no. think he's going to be a happy boy.
1: No, it, it would not, it's not going to be what I would like to call a good time. <laughs>
0: That's one way to put it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the uh all of the obviously all the discussions he had he took in with all of the people in the celestinian crusade he spoke with all of them uh, he asked he asked basically basically everyone around Calgar and stuff and he constantly changed his emotions to whatever would make the person telling him feel more comfortable which was actually kind of neat uh like him himself well, obviously, like you know, physically it didn't feel very good b- waking up again at this point. But I'm he sure. spent days and days in conversation, and he used every like statesman, like, what was this say, statesman's guile, to set everyone he spoke to at ease, to tease them from the information as much as he could, and to hide his reaction. But every single revelation like struck him <laughs> so hard, like a knife to the gut. Yeah, he was so yeah. exhausted from this alone, and. He said, like, you know, he said by himself, in his own, with no one around him, he said to himself with his hands or his head in his hands like, millennia's past, passed, thousands of years, and look what has become of them of us, idolatry ignorance, suffering and squalor in the name of a god who never desired the title and then he says Man. we failed father you failed your sons and we in our turn failed you and now, to compound our arrogance and vainglory, we have failed all of them too. Did Horus not say that you sought godhood? He built a, re- a rebellion upon that claim. How would he gloat to see the Imperium now? And then he makes his. Oh, why do I still live? Just to suffer.
0: I s- Jeez, I never, I never thought about like how Horus would be like. Ha! Told you. Gotcha. Told you! Told you this was gonna happen, you fucking loser. I never thought about that though, but yeah, I Gilliman's
1: probably not very happy. He has ultra depression. Oh, I uh, bet like, he do. Like you know that you know that image that we always keep talking about where Celestine's putting on the thing on his head? That yeah. that's it called the called an iron halo. An iron halo is a force field generator. But they de- but Celestine considers it a worthy holy symbol of the emperor. And so he's oh. sitting there in his throne, surrounded by Call, who is just the weirdest person alive. Celestine, who's a demon, aliens, <laughs> and and they're putting on they're like adding a force field generator that they think is a holy symbol to my back.
0: Oh Gilliman man. has is
1: so depressed. Man's gonna need so much Zoloft.
0: Like, everything with that scene is probably just infuriating him. There's nothing right to him. It's just, this is all wrong. Nothing is, like,
1: so how, what, what does Gilman do moving forward? Well, it's weird. That gets into a little bit more of a, like, a lot more of the conversation of how do you change the Imperium. Because he's Lord Commander of the Imperium now. like he, he leads the Imperium at this point in time. Not in the story, but like like in modern day uh, of oh, yeah. Warhammer lore. Makes, makes um, sense. But he... Yeah, the first thing he wanted to do was tear down the ecclesiarchy. Tear down the, the religious organizations. Rip the church apart. F- do this whole thing. But not only would that, one, have all of them think he was corrupted or something. It was Xenos that brought him back. Oh. And two... Probably isn't the good best idea in general because if you destroy that industry, destroy that whole part of the Imperium, you might leave yourself massively undefended. And let's not forget Celestine and the sisters. Like we kind of need this. Like the, like the religious zealotry is the only thing. He is the, is the spit and the glue keeping the Imperium alive.
0: Oh man! So even though he even though um, Gilliman knows it's wrong. Knows it isn't what the emperor wanted, and he wants to tear it down. He has to leave it. He has to live with it. He has to back it because without it, the Imperium
1: is fucked. It kind, of, basically, like it's the only thing holding them together right now. And if he wants to de- fix it or change it, he's gonna need to wait a little longer. Oh
0: man, that's that sucks for him.
1: It really does. Holy it really shit. does. Oh shit! But now, man. but we need to talk about the meme now. The meme. The oh, that's
0: right! Him and his big titty goth waifu y- mm-hmm. Yvain.
1: I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna read the conversation to you verbatim if you don't mind. Do it. So Yvrain is is gonna leave now. This is the time when the Yanari are gonna depart after a certain time. Okay. Uh, Ynari the Vizarch, and Gilliman are together in a room, and uh, he's a pretty. Most people wouldn't even consider that because aliens, but sure. you know, it's, Gil, it's Gilliman. He's terrifying. Um, Yvrain yeah. <laughs> says, It'll be a long and dangerous journey. The galaxy grows darker by the day. Have a care, Primarch. You may have cheated to death once, but you are not invincible. And Gilliman nodded and said, Can I say nothing that will convince you to join us on our road? I have come to value the strength of you and your warriors greatly the past few weeks. And Yvrain says, You cannot. Already we have given you the gift of rebirth, not to mention a number of our people's lives. Is that not enough? It is a debt I'm sure won't be forgotten. Before you depart, tell me this. Call may have fashioned the armor that I wear, but it was not him alone who ensured my resurrection, was it? Yvrain smiled and said, It's acknowledged you would have healed your physical wounds, Rebute. <laughs> but you and I know that the worst damage has been done to your soul. So no, Primarch, it is by the grace of Yannim that you stand once more amongst the living. If you wish to remain, however, I would caution you against removing your warplate. Not that you could easily do so. And, uh, I, I could press you, Gil- Gilman says, I could press you for greater insights into the powers that brought me back, and assurances against any taint in their nature. Uh, and then the two of them kind of stiffened their postures at that statement. But I suspect that our newfound understanding is more of, more value to my father's realm than my own satisfaction. And that those answers would not come easily. And Yvrain kind of inclined your head, and the Vizark took his hand off of his blade, that he kind of put on there for a moment. Ah. Yep. Um, Thus, instead, I shall simply wish you a victory in your ongoing battles against our mortal foes, a uh, mutual foes. Sorry. Uh, May you walk with fortune, Robute Gilliman, and I know that we will stand together in battle again before whatever befalls us. And then, murmuring to himself as they leave, he says, "No doubt we will, as long as it serves your needs." That's it. Oh. That's yeah. all the meme. That's all That's they it. got. That's the whole conversation. There's nothing else. There's nothing.
0: It's just a respectful conversation. Yeah, I I was going to say, like, at at some point, like, there's got to be something after where, like, you know, she winks at him or there's something. But that just seems like, oh, yeah, thanks for reviving me. Yeah, no problem. Are we cool? Yeah, we cool. That's it. That's it. That's it. It just seems it's just a respectful conversation it's like hey thanks for the life yeah no
1: problem i'm out there, cool. there is nothing else to this giliman yffraine shipping there is the only reason is because com- okay in fairness compared to what other marines would do to, to uh, what they would say to eldar i i suppose this is the equivalent of basically having sex considering how much the rest <laughs> of the imperium fucking despises them I get that part of it, but there's nothing! They can't even do anything! The power armor literally can't be taken off!
0: <laughs> I, I I I just saw the meme that Chai posted. It says, sorry, elf girl, but the power armor stays on during sex because literally I can't take the fucking thing off! Uh,
1: <laughs> there's but, nothing to this! This is just a conversation!
0: <laughs> so they just got shit because Gilliman... Is a guy, and Yvrain is a, a hot elf, and who, ha- they're who helps save him each other. Yeah, who
1: helps save and him, she- and they don't want to kill each other. Anyway, that is the revival of Giliman.
0: That was a trip. It's Holy a pretty shit.
1: cool battle, man.
0: Yeah, it is that that battle inside of his like little shrine where he was in stasis. Oh my god. <laughs> that's uh, some end game shit
1: I'm gotta be honest I'm kind of glad that we're done with this i well I do like the long story like multiple episode story based things I'm kind of excited to go back to a classic old uh you know just a just a good old wonderful yeah. let's talk about x legion or x faction yeah, you yeah. Know?
0: i I would ask you what we're gonna do next but I know you're not gonna tell me
1: you're a smart man mm-hmm <sighs> You
0: want to take us home,
1: then? Yes, sir. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening to This Ridiculous. Thank you very much for joining us in this crazy journey of the last five episodes. It has been quite a while, and it has been quite a little tough for me sometimes figuring all this stuff out. But mm-hmm. I hope I did decently well on some of them. If anything, at least the KDO one, because that was fun. Uh, you From can a find newbie
0: me perspective, you did very well. I learned a lot, so you did a fantastic job
1: before Woo-hoo. you do the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Bricky. You can find me, Bricky, everywhere. DK.
0: DK Diamante's everywhere Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. And I, I just don't talk about Instagram anymore. I
1: just, that sounds perfect to me. And Shy, you can find Shy at Quiet Shallow or Quiet Shy, either of those places. We will see you next week for whatever episode, but we will also see you again this week for the book club Ooh. episodes. Ooh, Infinite and Divine. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Bye.